your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Flames. Today we have your news and notes for this fine Friday afternoon. And who is the NHL's Patrick Mahomes? And of course, because it's Friday, we have our winners and losers of the week. I'm Jess Belmosto alongside Sean Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Flames for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Sean, we made it to Friday. We did make it to Friday. It was a fun week a slow week but a slow short week and then yesterday i had fun i love watching the nfl it's like the greatest show on tv um but i'm getting worried like we have all these sports right now just like simultaneously happening Mm -hmm. i'm dreading the days that are ahead where all the sports are simultaneously in their off season because i feel like like it's it's going to come to a point where we have all these sports and then they're all going to go away for a bit again and then mm-hmm. they sporadically restart themselves up at whatever schedule works for them. So, you know, it's fun in the moment here to really enjoy everything and almost have a full plate and too much of a full plate. <laughs> but I feel like in a couple months we're going to be like, where'd everything go? It's going to go from everything to nothing. Yeah. Like I know when hockey ends, I switch over to baseball mode to get me through and then usually, like, when the playoffs are winding down, that's when – or, like, I guess in the middle of the baseball playoffs, like, hockey's mm-hmm. starting. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of like a nice, you know, continuous flow of sports. But I feel like everything's going to be over at the same time. Yeah, it's going to be sad. and But we'll survive. I think we'll make yes. it through. If we can make it through four months of the pandemic yeah. and all the desert of sports that that was with nothing going on, I think we can make it through a couple months more. And last night oh. was a a weird night for me in terms of hockey viewing because I didn't watch any of the game. And then when I wanted to watch some of the game, it was when overtime was about to start. And by then the football game was kind of already decided. So I'm like, okay, now I can flip it to, to the overtime and we'll watch it. Uh, I watched the intermission between third period and overtime starting. And then I went back to the football. And then I went back to the hockey to watch the overtime. And the hockey was over. So I missed everything because – Alex Radulov finished that game <laughs> off in 30 seconds or maybe even a little bit less. Um, so that was sad. I wanted, I finally got to the point where I was ready to watch hockey again. And then I had no chance to watch it because it was over yep. so fast. So thanks Dallas for that. Yeah, Greatly again, appreciated. Just ruining my life. Dallas. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think I watched like five minutes of the first period, I think. And then I was like, wait a second, there's football on. Mm -hmm. So then I was just kind of over hockey at that point. But congrats, Dallas. Even though It seems like the biggest news from that game isn't even of the game, at least today, because, you know, the Stars won in overtime and, you know, another close game. And what is it now, a 2-1 series? So, yes. yeah, basically everything is status quo with that series. Like nothing's changed compared to yesterday other than the fact that we now know who's up 2-1. Um, still a close series. But then earlier this afternoon, we had a report from David Pagnotta of the fourth period saying that Robin Leonard has agreed to terms on a five-year, $25 million contract. Um, now, Pagnotta, to give credit to him, he did mention that the deal hasn't been finalized, hasn't been signed at all. Um, but then Robin Leonard did a media availability today. <laughs> and I'm going to read you his quote in response to this report about a five-year, $25 million contract. 
uh, Leonard says, yeah, well, it's not true. So that's got to feel great <laughs> as a reporter to, to put a report out there and have the athlete address it short few hours later. And then boom, it's not true. So um, what yeah. do you think, Jess? This is a weird, this is kind of like one of those weird journalism conundrum situations. Um, what, yeah. did you, what do you think of this whole situation? I mean, I, reports are going to come out regardless. I feel like, and especially with Leonard being such, you know, a big name in free agency. And, you know, once that starts and um, the speculation around uh, the starting goalie situation with uh, him and Marc-Andre Fleury, like you have to, you know, I don't necessarily think that David was doing anything wrong. Maybe he was just reporting what his sources had told him or something like that. Like I know everybody kind of like messes up once. Mm-hmm or twice in their journalism career, but like, you know, it reports are going to backfire. Like there might not be any validity to it at this given moment at Friday or on Friday at whatever time that media conference was, but who knows Monday morning, they could announce that he's been resigned for you know, five million or five years, mm-hmm. five, whatever. But like, I don't know. I think like it stinks. And in uh, Leonard's quote, he says, it's kind of annoying. We're here in the conference final and people are saying things they don't know. Like, come on. The guy's yeah. just reporting on what he thought he knew. <laughs> it's, it's okay. True. It's true. I, I don't want to crap on, you know, David Pagnana specifically because doing that job of like reporting news and trying to break news, yeah. it's really hard. And sometimes you're just the messenger where, uh, you know, a trusted source can give you crap information and then you, you put it out there and then you realize the source kind of burned you on that. So it could not be his fault. I, my theory is I think he is both correct and incorrect. I bet you at one point, the five year, $25 million deal was probably accurate. And that's what they had agreed on. And, you know, Pagnata even mentioned himself that this was something they agreed on prior to the return to play, uh, but obviously decided to hold off on signing it. And then, now, obviously, since the return to play has happened, Leonard's looks so good. Leonard's going to have an opportunity to renegotiate and say, hey, guys, like, you see what I did here? Like, let's maybe bump up the dollar figure amount. Um, so I think maybe on this day, like September 11th, um, the, the, the terms of the contract is probably inaccurate, but it was probably it was probably right at one point. And so, you know, it's you don't want to the crap on the reporter kind of thing. But um, of course, true. This is always like one of those it never usually gets this far in hockey. Like usually in hockey, it's just, you know, Hey, I don't want to talk about my contract and mm-hmm. let's leave it there. And then you don't hear about it until the off season. Um, Leonard, it, it has been one where it's kind of hovered over his head, all playoffs. Um, and then now we see that like he's actually addressing it himself. So um, it's definitely not an ideal situation for him to be in because it's, you know, just there's so much stress going on already to have to add a, a contract negotiation into the middle of it right. or, or rumors floating around, around your, around yourself that might not even be true or might be true. Uh, just a whole nother layer of stress in an already stressful time. So um, maybe a, a learning opportunity for Leonard himself to maybe he left the door open a little bit mm-hmm. on this contract stuff. Um, so in the future, he might just go full hockey mode and say, I'm not talking about it and leave it at that. Definitely. And I think like for people who haven't had experience like in journalism or anything, breaking sports news versus breaking like hard news is so different because like with the hard news, it's like, okay, like we have to get this out. Like we we can't fact check. Like 
this is a breaking story. Or if we are going to fact check, it has to be quick. Like it can't be X, Y, Z. But with sports reporting, like, especially something like a contract, like there's no real harm in reporting wrong numbers or anything like that. Right. Right. And you know, it's, it's tough. Everyone is going to make a mistake at their job. Like my God, Mm -hmm. the amount of mistakes I make like in this podcast alone is crazy. Um, It's just that in, in some jobs, they're, you're, you're on the public domain, right? Mm-hmm. And so your mistakes are kind of out there. I want to know if, if I'm the only one who does this, and I feel really petty for doing this. I use the number of Twitter followers someone has as like a yes. currency for trust, right? So, for example, like Bob McKenzie is well over a million followers uh, compared to David Pagnotta, who only has 70,000 followers. And, you know, let's say, let's just say these two reporters are identical uh, and they're, they're equally as good as, at reporting as the other. Um, but if one guy has a million followers and one guy has 70,000, I'm going to trust the guy with more followers more. Like it's, it's so petty in 2020 that I use the number of followers someone has as, as that currency of trust and how much I should trust something or how much I shouldn't, which is totally the wrong way to do things. But it's, it's the way the Twitter world is for me. I get that, though, because, like, you know, I don't think many people have Pagnata's tweet notifications on uh, versus, like, how many have Bob McKenzie's on. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I know on free agency, like, my phone is blowing up with lovely tweet notifications from, you know, the real insiders and usually the ones who are hitting the nail on the head 100% of the time. And if you want like a, if you want to be a fan and never be burned by a reporter, I would say don't follow any reporters and just follow your team's account because they will put out that press release very quickly too. Like they'll put it right out after the uh, initial reports come out. So, um, you know, if if the team accounts putting it out, you know, you obviously know that is true. So uh, if if you ever are a fan and you're just like, I don't know what to do or who to listen to, just listen to the team. That's always like the great uh, default place to go. Um, Something the lightning Twitter account would have been tweeting out today is the fact that Alex Kalorn has been suspended for one game after boarding Brock Nelson game two so uh Kalorn's going to be missing for game three tonight we already know Stamkos is out obviously uh it sounds like Braden Point who has the most play or the most points in these playoffs uh is also questionable tonight so you know the Lightning could potentially be missing three of their top forwards Jess do you see this uh as more likely panning out into the Islanders taking advantage of a hurt and diminished Lightning team or we have already seen the Lightning do really well without Stamkos um, and they're missing uh, Kalorn and, and point at certain points in game two. Um, so they've proven they can overcome these absences. Like, do you think the lightning continue to do that or does the Islanders like, is this finally enough where they can take advantage of it? For my sake, I really want to say that the Islanders will take advantage of, you know, a little bit of a dismantled Tampa right now. Um, I, I think really all New York has to do is get one win under their belt and then it'll start clicking a little bit more for them. Yeah, I've read the Kaloran suspension news and I almost had no reaction to it. So, you know, I guess I, I would side on the nothing really changes for Tampa and they're going to mm-hmm. continue to keep steamrolling the Islanders. Um, but like the what the Islanders have to remember is they were the better team in game two, except for the last yeah. nine seconds of the game, right? So, um, hopefully they can kind of continue that trend for themselves and, and really close things out, which is the hardest part to do. It's the hardest thing to close it out, mm-hmm. especially against a team like the lightning. So we'll see how it plays out tonight. I'm more of the opinion that uh, it's going to be the typical lightning coming out. So uh, regardless of who they're missing, but 
you never know. So we'll see what the Islanders can uh, muster up tonight. In a game three, uh, we'll see if they can be the better team for a second game in a row. Uh, still to come today, we had the NFL return yesterday. We won't get too much into that, but I think one thing the NFL does have that most other sports leagues don't have is a guaranteed superstar beyond all superstars. And that's obviously Patrick Mahomes. Um, we'll get into the NHL. Does it have its own version of it? You know, obviously there's Connor McDavid out there, um, but I think Mahomes has something that McDavid doesn't have. I'll tell you what that is next. Uh, but first I have to tell you about our friends at builtbar.com. Uh, Jess built bar. You have a, a good relationship with built bar. You've actually had one of these before. And what it is, is a protein bar, your you know typical protein bar with all the great nutritional benefits, but it doesn't taste like a protein bar. It's, it's delicious, covered in 100% chocolate. Uh, Jess, can you kind of tell us what your built bar experience was like? What did it taste like? What did it remind you of? Definitely. So I went into this very nervous because, you know, like um, we'd obviously had the uh, email from the sponsor and they were like, okay, like here's our protein bar. It tastes like candy. It's not like other protein bars. So I was like, okay, like, here we go. Here's a pick me protein bar. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that they did not disappoint. I, it, it was just like a candy bar. Like you bite into it. It's soft. It's not sandpaper. It's not that gross grainy feeling. Um, it doesn't feel like you have to force yourself to eat it. Like with other protein bars. I don't know if, you're like that, Sean, but it's like, okay, like I just opened this. I like, I need to eat it. I can't go to waste. Um, but it was just like this chocolatey goodness that I, I would eat it every day. And my favorite thing about protein bars and the reason why I have forced myself to eat them in the past is because, you know, I often pack them in my lunch when I go to work. And it's one of those like little snacks that will actually like leave me feeling full for a good little bit. Um, but as you mentioned, there's that kind of force you to eat it feeling where it's, it doesn't taste as good as, as, you know, maybe that typical granola bar that leaves you still hungry. Um, so this is where Built Bar is kind of the best of both worlds. You get that amazing taste of, of a chocolate bar, uh, but all the nutritional benefits of a protein bar. And I'd have to imagine uh, Built Bar is in that same category of leaving you nice and satisfied uh, after you've had it. And it comes in 18 amazing flavors, the 12 original flavors we all know and love, plus six brand new flavors, including cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, and apple almond crisp, just to name a few. Uh, if you want to get into the actual uh, nutritional information on this, the coconut almond bar, for example, has 18 grams of protein, 180 calories and just five grams of sugar and five grams of net carbs plus while this applies last you get a free cooler with your purchase when you go to builtbar.com so go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your next order use promo code locked on that is all one word for ten dollars off at builtbar.com locked on flames continues don't forget to follow sean and i on twitter i'm at jessica belmosto and sean is at sean underscore lavery so like you mentioned before sean um you know nfl kicked off last night um i don't really have an alliance with any team but i think it was it's kind of fun that way because you know i don't have any investment and i can't get hurt which is something sports fans are way too familiar with um so you know it's almost guaranteed that Patrick Mahomes is going to add another championship to his resume whether that be this season or the five years from now or we have the next Tom Brady who never loses again Mm -hmm. um do you think the NHL has somebody like Patrick Mahomes see I think 
the NHL does have Patrick Mahomes in the sense that they have a face of the league. They have Mm -hmm. uh, young players. And I think the NHL is lucky because they have like multiple little mini Mahomes running around. They have Connor (laughs) McDavid and Nathan McKinnon. And uh, even you could maybe throw Leon Dreisaitl or Elias Pettersson. Like there's kind of a pick your poison with who you want to choose. They have the superstars and they have the faces of the league. But I think what Mahomes has that none of those guys have, and you mentioned it, like, I think Mahomes is guaranteed to win another championship in mm-hmm. his career. And he already has one, which is amazing. Cause like all those players I mentioned, uh, McKinnon, McDavid, Pedersen, they have zero championships. No one has one. And I don't think it's guaranteed that any of the three win one in their career. Right. Um, that's where I think the difference is. And I think it's not just hockey that maybe it's not a problem, but I, it's, it's not just hockey that has this problem. Not that it is a problem. Um, you know, if you want to look at the NBA, um, LeBron James is obviously there and he's already won one and won multiple titles, but is it guaranteed he's going to win another? Like who knows, right? Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo hasn't made it to the NBA finals yet, let alone win a title. Uh, is it guaranteed he wins a title? Well, it depends if he stays in Milwaukee or if he leaves, blah, blah, blah. Um, baseball is just a whole nother ball game. Like Mike Trout's probably the only close thing to Patrick Mahomes. Um, and he hasn't sniffed the playoffs really at all. So, uh, who even knows about a title there? So I think that's kind of what Mahomes has um, different from any other North American sporting superstar at this point um, in time is that he's just, he's such a guaranteed take it to the bank, like bonafide superstar um, barring any unfortunate injury. He, he's definitely going to have another title. Do you think I'm crazy in this thought, Jess, or are you kind of on the same page as me? No, I definitely agree. Like when, um, you know, when I went in, into this and started to, you know, go through my brain and think like okay like who out there who hasn't won a a cup is like destined to win one and it's like you know you do have hopes for players like McDavid and Dreisaitl who are kind of just chilling in Edmonton and you don't really know what's going to happen there and you know Nathan McKinnon and it's just it's frustrating because it's like so many of these amazing athletes deserve better than what they have. And it's, um, you know, for a while, I think we were kind of waiting for Alex Ovechkin to win a cup. And then that happened. And it was like, okay, all is right. But who's like that next person? You know what I mean? It's like, is that person Connor McDavid? that, you know, we're finally going to see him win something and be like, oh, this is like, he finally deserves it. Like he got what he deserves sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, like, I wonder how much of the, like, I feel like McDavid is so good. He should be the guy who is mm-hmm. guaranteed to win a cup. But, you know, I feel like for me, a lot of the thing that's pulling me back on committing to that statement is the fact he plays in Edmonton. Yeah. And, you know, Edmonton has gotten a lot better in recent years than they kind of were in the last decade. Uh, but still it's Edmonton. It just feels like it's cursed. It's unexplainable. Uh, they should be good, but they aren't like they're even still this summer or sorry, not this summer, this off season, they're still looking for a number one goalie, right? Like it might be Mike Smith. It might be someone else. That's really not what a championship team is, is kind of supposed to be like and do. Right. Um, and so look at, let's look at the four teams that are still playing right now. Like the lightning obviously have uh, their number one goalie in Bashalevsky. He's, locked up for forever right uh even the stars like ben bishop was supposed to be the guy but if, if he wasn't like kadobin wasn't a a brutal option to go to and he's obviously proven that in these playoffs um and who else who is there that's vegas of course too right with uh they're kind of similar to dallas where they have you know flurry and leonard and um 
either option is is not bad necessarily to go to where Edmonton is just like, well, who should we have as our goalie? Right. So um, I feel like McDavid should be there. He could be there. um, But maybe the team is just holding him back. And, you know, I want to say it's, that's kind of like what we love about hockey is just the randomness and how, how hard it is to win. Um, But to be fair, like it was really fun watching Ovechkin win a cup and I'd imagine Mm -hmm. it would be very similar for McDavid. So uh, maybe there needs to be a little bit of a correction in that, but that's the hard thing to correct without really breaking the rules. Right. Exactly. And, you know, you mentioned the randomness of it all, you know, like last year with the St. Louis blues, that was completely random. If somebody told me at the start of the season that the blues would be the Stanley cup champions, I would have laughed and said, no, they wouldn't have like, it's going to go to, you know, like one of those dominant teams, Washington, Boston, maybe Toronto, like one of the, like, you know, something like Chicago, but I don't know. I think that it's fun, but it's also chaotic and Connor McDavid deserves better. Yeah. But I want everyone to save this tape because on the off chance that Mahomes doesn't win another title in his career, uh, I would, I would love to be burned on this. Like I'm pretty okay <laughs> saying Mahomes is guaranteed to win another title on, on in his career. But if he doesn't, um, it'd be pretty funny to, to look back at this and, and just kind of see how everything plays out. But um, that's why we have to watch and, it's, it's fun because we have, you know, another 10 years of McDavid to watch and uh, Mc, McKinnon's in the same boat and Pedersen mm-hmm. as well. Like we have uh, a good crop here of young superstars. So um, the NHL is lucky that they have, you know, their face of the faces of the league. They have multiple of them. Um, but like I said, I think Mahomes has something different than any other superstar in sports right now. So uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see if I'm wrong. Uh, coming up next, it is Friday. And so that means we'll hand out our winners and losers of the week. You are listening to Locked on Flames. Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto and Sean Lavery continues. Don't forget to follow our show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames. All righty. So it's Friday and it was a short week this week, um, like you mentioned earlier, but it was a good week. And, you know, probably I would say like one of the better weeks um, of lovely hockey content since the return but we must narrow down our winners and losers of the week sean would you like to start us off i'm gonna pick my winner as the calgary flames because the dallas stars are you know they're up in the western conference final they're two wins away from a stanley cup final the flames have kind of gotten lucky in the last two years i think in from a national perspective not from a local perspective from a local perspective everything's still burning and the team's still kind of an embarrassment Um, but from a national perspective you know last year they lost to colorado and then coming into this season everyone had colorado pegged as like a young exciting team to watch and definitely a cup contender and they lived up to these playoffs like they took dallas to seven games and then this year the flames lose to dallas now dallas is going to be two wins away from a cup final today and like who knows what's going to happen in the rest of this Western conference final. So my winner is the flames because they keep getting beaten by really good teams. Um, and sure the flames are like beating themselves and they're losing these series at kind of their own um, accord. And I get they're shooting themselves in the foot at certain points. Um, but from a national perspective, the fact that Calgary keeps losing to uh, these good teams, it's, it's probably good, good for them. It'd be bad if, if they lost to like a team like the wild or something like that. Right. Yeah. So um, my winner of the week is the flames because they keep proving that uh, they lose to good teams for good reasons. Like these teams that they're, they're falling to in the first round of the playoffs are, are good teams. So it's no fluke per se. Definitely. It's not an embarrassing loss. 
Um, so my winner of the week is Robin Leonard's bank account. Now, when I originally wrote this, I thought that the uh, contract was finalized and everything, but when the time comes, he's going to get paid. So congratulations for seeing a few more million dollars in there. <laughs> yeah, I would have had Leonard as a winner of the week for, you know, signing a $25 million contract and, you know, acknowledging his bank account. Um, but lucky for him, that deal is not finalized. And I think there's a good chance that number only goes up in terms of mm-hmm. money. So um, we'll have to save this winner of the week. I feel like it might be coming back when that deal eventually is finalized and is probably making more than $25 million in terms of the contract. How about a loser, Jess? Who's your loser of the week? Me, because I finished watching Hawaii Five O, and now I have no idea what to watch next. <laughs> Ooh, I've been in this position for a while now. It's been a long, I'm trying to think of the last like TV series I've watched. Um, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I've gone through like a couple like mini docu series. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the same boat as you. I'm kind of I'm kind of homeless right now in terms of having a series to watch on Netflix or whatever it is. Uh, my only recommendation: Do you like like the true crime? Is that kind of yeah. down with that? Okay, I like the HBO documentary um, "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." That was really good. Mm-hmm. I watched that recently. It's only about five or six episodes, so you get through it really quickly. Um, but it was a good a great series obviously coming from hbo it's only top-notch stuff there so that that would be my only piece of advice i hope it helps you um but it's like i said it's only five or six episodes so it's not a long one i am going to start watching it right when we're done recording <laughs> it's very good yeah it's about the golden state killer blah 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 Ooh. and it's it's the thing i like about it and i don't want to spo- do you know the story of the golden state yeah. killer? okay so not to spoil it but like it's, a, it's one of those crime documentaries where, you know, in the end it, it's solved and you kind of know mm-hmm. who did it. I, I don't like those unsolved mysteries no. where you're kind of left just wondering who did it. So um, in this documentary, there's some satisfaction at the end, which is nice. My loser of the week, I'm going to go with the Islanders because anytime, and I heard this conversation on, on sports radio, you know, not just in Calgary, but all over the place. Anytime the conversation is which loss was worse, you know, you've probably had a bad week. So um after the the Islanders lost game two in, with nine seconds left in regulation, uh, the next day, which the conversation was, which loss was worse? Was it game one where you lost eight to two or game two where you <laughs> lost with nine seconds left? So any week where that's kind of the narrative surrounding your team, which loss is worse? Uh, you probably had a bad week. So I'm going to give it to the Islanders for my loser of the week. Uh, Jess, do you want to finish things off here with a quick shout out? Yes, my student loan company um, reminding me that I still um, – you know, have to make a payment, my very first student loan payment, um, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic and money is tight. But shout out to the American student loan system, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a good shout out. I was listening to Ryan Rosillo of The Ringer. He has a obviously a podcast. He has many podcasts. Um, one of his podcasts he had last night, he had an amazing point that, you know, I think is great to realize. And it kind of applies to Robin Leonard, too like all these sports owners around sports are talking about how they're going to be so like strapped for cash and all this stuff, but no one's acting like it. Like if Leonard's still going to sign a $25 million contract, you know, how strapped are the golden Knights for cash, right? Um, Patrick Mahomes contract was record setting like nearly $500 million. Doesn't look like the Kansas city chiefs are that strapped for cash. So uh, Ryan Rosillo made a great point. Like all these owners are talking like, Hey, we're strapped for cash, help us out. But then they're signing all these players to these massive contracts as if there's nothing going wrong. So, I mean, the student loan company is kind of in the same boat. And like, honestly, what are you, what are you going to do with my $60 or however much it is a month? Like 
these owners out here are just going to have to sacrifice buying an eighth villa somewhere. Like, I think it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. My shout-out quickly will be uh, the Toronto Raptors ahead of their Game 7 tonight. Just a shout-out to the fact that we actually have a Game 7. It's nice to be stressed over sports because I feel like uh, it might not last much longer. There will be a point where we're just begging for anything. So uh, shout-out to the fact that we have an exciting Game 7 tonight between the Raptors and Celtics. So uh, that'll do it for us here tonight on Locked on Flames. Uh, Jess, thanks so much for today. Um, Coming up next week, we'll have obviously more analysis and reaction to the conference finals happening in the NHL uh, and hopefully some more uh, flames news to bring for you and, and rumors and analysis there as well. You can follow us on Twitter. Jess is at Jessica Belmosto. I'm at Sean underscore Lavery. and be sure to subscribe and listen to this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Flames as soon as it's available each day and don't forget to subscribe and listen to all the Locked on NHL podcasts uh, of every team. Um, obviously the ones that are still active, the Lightning, the Islanders, the Stars and the Avalanche, um, those podcasts have been fantastic throughout the conference finals, um, but there's plenty of great work going on from um, teams like Locked On Senators of, of teams who are out and have been out for a while. Um, the Locked On NHL Network has been pumping out some great content, so um, be sure to browse just beyond Locked On Flames and you'll find some great stuff. Uh, so Jess, have a great weekend and we'll Thank chat on you. Monday.